Have you ever heard of the term she kissed a lot of frogs to get to her prince? I'm sure you have. Well, that was me. At 43 years old, I've had my fair share of failed relationships, situationships, meaningless connections. So about two years ago, I decided I was just going to embrace the single life and continue building my brand and creating a legacy. I never saw myself being married and definitely, definitely not to an inmate. But life is tricky, huh? This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Hey guys, and welcome to Season 2's Episode 1. Thank you guys for joining me on this amazing Sunday morning. I hope you guys are having a exciting and happy Easter. Happy Easter to all of you guys out there. Today, guys, I want to talk about something that is so important to me. Um, Throughout this journey, this podcast has definitely given me... Um, superpowers. And when I say superpowers, I'm talking about the power to be proud, to be unapologetic, to be motivated. Um, The strength that has come from me telling this story, me being on this journey, me chronicalizing the everyday life of a prison wife. Um, When I first started this podcast, of course, as you know, I was extremely apprehensive to talk about my relationship, to talk about my marriage, to talk about my love. But during this journey, I feel as if this podcast has activated me to a different level. And the reason why I'm saying that is because my apprehension has actually turned into my strength. I now am so proud to say my husband. I'm so proud to say my husband is incarcerated without having to feel like I need to defend my relationship, defend my marriage. Um, I do not worry about the negativity that comes behind it, what people say, what people think. And it's because of this journey. Um, It's because of me listening to my own voice and me listening to how I've transformed and how I've changed and how much I've grown within um, this journey, you know. I get a lot of emails, I get a lot of comments, I get a lot of messages from a lot of you out there who thank me all the time for um, telling this story, for putting a positive spin on being in a relationship with someone incarcerated, you know, talking about the healthy journeys, talking about the crazy stories, things to make you laugh, things to make you think, Um And it has just, it has definitely activated me. You know, I'm proud. I'm proud of my husband. I'm proud to be my husband's wife. I'm proud to say who he is because I know who he is is not defined by where he is. And I say that all the time. So today I just wanted to talk about being able to be proud, you know, be proud of who you're with who you love, who you share this amazing journey with that you're on and to do it without care, 
you know, we walk around and we're so worried about people judging us, um, people turning their nose up at our situations. And that is what has made it so uncomfortable for some people to just say, you know, hey, you know, I'm married. My husband is incarcerated or, hey, you know, I have a fiance. My fiance is incarcerated because we're so concerned about the judgment. A lot of us like myself, you know, come from very predominant families. Um who the last thing that they would want is for their daughter, sister, cousin, auntie, or whoever to be with someone who is incarcerated. And it's about knowing the person. It's about what happiness this person brings to you. We all have flaws. We all have made mistakes. No one is perfect. Even the people that are judging your situation And so today, I just wanted to touch on the fact that this journey that I'm on, everything that I talk about has made me even more happier and proud of my marriage and the person that I'm married to. And it has definitely made me so unapologetic about what it is that I'm doing with my life, with my husband, with the things that we're building. Like it's about us. It's about you and your spouse, the one that you love, the one that you're going to spend the rest of your life with You know, the naysayers cannot judge because the naysayers also have things going on with them. You cannot help who you love. You can't help how you love. You can't even help where you have met this person that you love. The only thing that you can do is continue to be happy, continue to sit in your happiness, continue to talk about your happiness, and just continue to be happy. Um... And that's where I am with this today. Like I'm really to a place where talking about my husband, talking about where he is, is freeing now. You know, I don't think about what people have to say. I'm not worried about what people have to say. I am only worried about the happiness between myself and my husband. I am only worried about doing the things that I need to do to help him come home. I'm only concerned about building and continuing to build what we are trying to do together. So when he comes home, we can enjoy this amazing life that we have planned together. And that's what matters the most, you know, um, So as I'm helping you guys out there um, have a platform to go to, it's also helping me as well. You know, we share a similar situation. We all have some parts of us are injected in the same story. Some of us are experiencing the same thing. Some of us are having those up and down moments, those obstacles, um, the confusion, the worry, the fear. You know, a lot comes along with being in relationships with someone incarcerated. And again, as I said many, 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 many times, my purpose was to remove the negative layers was to talk about the good the bad and the ugly the obstacles the ups and downs but in the meantime to talk about the love you know there is so much to these relationships that aren't just about them being incarcerated there's really nothing any different from him being home 
then from him being away, we still talk about the same things. We still have relationship issues. You know, we still face a lot of up and downs. We still face a lot of great moments. We laugh together. We play, you know, we, we have the same intimacy that we would have if he was at home on the streets. The only difference is that it's a little more intense. And as I said before, um, getting to know my husband and growing with him has been an amazing journey because there's been no distractions, no distractions whatsoever. It's not lust. It's not confusion. It's not other people involved. We have gotten to know each other for who we are. Um, and we've taken that time to do that. So I just encourage all of you out there who are in these prison relationships, in these prison marriages, to be proud of your spouse, be proud of who you are, be proud of who you're with, um, be proud of the union that you guys have created. Don't be ashamed of it. You know, they're going to always be negative people. They're going to be naysayers. They're going to be people that judge. I mean, they judge Jesus Christ. So we are no different <laughs> and we cannot worry about that um and I just wanted to touch on that because I woke up this morning really realizing how I am so open now with talking about who my husband is where my husband is and in the same breath always expressing how much I love my husband and how I am so blessed to have him in my life, how he's changed me, how he's helped me grow. Um, there has been so many positive things that have come out of my marriage and I'm very confident. I'm proud, you know, to talk about it now. I was apprehensive at first, you know, like anybody else, you know, that did not want to explain. I did not want to defend. I wanted to actually sit in my happiness um, for a while. So even when I was first married, no one knew. I just wanted to have that moment to myself because I felt like it wasn't going to be, oh, I got married, by the way, he's in jail. And then here comes a thousand questions, a thousand um, explanations. And I just wanted to enjoy being married to my husband and then letting people know and then you know answering the questions and 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 things like that but now that I'm walking with so much love and strength and you can see the proudness on my face I don't even have those issues anymore it's like anything else people pray on what they see people feel your energy um you have people that take advantage of other people because they can feel their weakness they can see the sense of of need or lack of something and and they use that to prey on people so when you walk around with your head high when you're proud um and and the confidence is oozing from you when you say who you are who your husband is, who you're in a relationship with, where they are. A person can feel that confidence inside of you and the proudness that you have. And it stops right there. And that's what I'm experiencing now. I am rarely explaining anything except for how many times do you talk to him? When are you going to go see him? How long have you been married? Um, 
And that's it. That's it. There's not anything negative that comes from that because when I say it, I say it with pride. I say it as a proud wife to my husband. I say it with love and it ends there. So again, that is something that I wanted to touch on today. I want all you guys out there to be proud of who you with. Um, If you have to defend it, there's no point in conversation. It's no point in defending something that feels good to you, that feels true to you. Um, whoever doesn't like it, they don't have to be in your shoes. They don't have to deal with your husband. They don't have to deal with your wife. Whatever the case may be, be proud of who you're with um, and be unapologetic about your marriage, about your relationship. And that is exactly where I am today. And surprisingly so, talking about this journey that I'm on has helped me get to that point and get to that place. So I am hoping that I am doing the same for you guys out there. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you for joining me to all my new listeners, all my new subscribers. Welcome and thank you so much. Um, I get emails, I get messages, I get texts, all kind of stuff. Um, and I'm going to respond back. I'm never going to be too busy, too big, too anything to say, be there, listen, whatever is needed. I am here. So thank you guys for all of your feedback, your comments, your emails, everything. As I said before, we're on this journey together. I am learning just as much as you guys are. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. This is season two, my very first episode for season two. And thank you so much, guys. Hey guys, it's time for the story of the day. So guys, check this out. I know it's not just me. I know it's other women out there who has tattoos. I have tattoos. I think I have six or seven tattoos. I cannot even remember. But my tattoos at one point was a factor to my husband. <sighs> growing pains, growing pains. This was the beginning of us learning each other, getting to know each other. And the tattoos was a big subject matter for us. My husband um, really, really wanted me to um, get two of my tattoos covered up. And being that he's my husband, he's not my boyfriend, he's not a dude I'm kicking it with or anything like that, I have no problem with doing that for my husband. Um, but in doing that, um, I had to explain to my husband because as we start talking about it and it became something we talked about quite often, he was wondering why I was taking my time, so to speak, on getting these tattoos covered up. And I had to explain to my husband, like, babe, like, I don't even really pay attention to the tattoos. It's like, I have so much stuff, other stuff going on, so much stuff I'm doing, during, you know, during, doing during the day. I don't think about the tattoos. The tattoos are literally like a part of my body, like my skin. So I'm not like focusing every time I'm getting up, like, oh, this tattoo, it has to go, oh, oh, this tattoo, I have to get it removed. Like, it's just there. They've been here for years, okay? 
But I also had to explain to him that it's not like I'm holding on to some kind of emotional connection, you know, because of these tattoos with the people and all this kind of stuff. Of course, yes, I have tattoos of exes. And trust me when I tell you guys, never in a million years did I ever think I was going to be that girl that had tattoos of exes. But yes, I do. Um, and so I had to explain to my husband, like, you know, okay, I'll cover them up. No problem. I have no problem in doing that for you. But when I cover them up, I'm not replacing them with your name or anything that has to do with us. And the reason why is because when I originally first got these tattoos, and I'm quite sure I'm not the only one, I was always told, don't get somebody's name. It's going to jinx your situation. And Damn it, if that didn't happen, (laughs) it didn't happen automatically right then, two days later. But you're walking around with a tattoo of someone you don't even talk to anymore. You have no ties with, no dealings with, no nothing. So it kind of is truth to that. Um, And so I told my husband, I'm like, when I get them covered up, it's going to be something totally different. But I'm not going to replace them with anything that, you know, says you, me, whatever, anything like that. Because... I love my husband and I love my marriage. I do not want anything to be a factor in it that will cause us to not be together. I don't want to jinx my marriage, jinx our relationship, jinx our friendship. And I'm so protect, I protect, I protect what I have with my husband so much. I don't want anything coming in between us. Um, on top of the fact, I mean, I'm getting older. Like I really don't care about that at all. So I'm telling him like, okay, I'm gonna get them covered up. Um, And he wants them done. Before he comes home, he wants these tattoos done. Now, mind you, my husband has never even seen the tattoos. He's asked me, like, what are they and different things like that. But he wants them covered up. I have no problem with it. The only issue that we sometimes, you know revisit is what is taking me so long to get these tattoos covered up and I am continuously trying to explain to my husband that I mean it's not something that I focus on something that I think about hell I can't even remember sometimes how many tattoos I even have so for his birthday which is coming up next month when I go see him I am going to have at least one of those tattoos covered up he has he doesn't know it's going to be I guess you want to call it a surprise or whatever but one of the tattoos would definitely be covered up. Um, and the only other man's name that would go on my body would be my son's. Other than that, that is it. I am done with the um boyfriend tattoos. <laughs> I have a husband now, so out of respect, I will make sure my husband will not see these tattoos, they will be covered up. But yes, guys, that was one of our biggest issues was the tattoos. And like I said, I didn't even have a problem with talking about covering up because I had already planned on it. That's something that I had already um, told myself I was going to do. You know, the, the there was no point in having them. I don't even speak to these people anymore. Um, so, you know, time time for the tattoos to be covered up. And um. I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it, but I just really had to make him understand like it wasn't like something, an emotional tie that was holding me to not doing it. You know, it's just the fact it's a tattoo It's there. I don't pay attention to it. Um, Hell, as a matter of fact, again, I, I, I forgot how many tattoos I actually have, but I am learning 
that tattoos are a major factor <laughs> within your relationship, especially when you get married. And um, I didn't, I never thought about that. I never even thought about being married. So I never really thought about, wow, you know, when I get a husband, how is he going to feel about these tattoos? And, you know, it's just something that doesn't cross your mind. But ladies, I'm telling you, if you have those tattoos, you plan on getting married, you might want to consider covering up those tattoos because as your husband, he's not going to like them. He's not going to want to see them. Um, and I can understand it. I can definitely understand it. So that is my story of the day, guys. The covering of my tattoos, which I said I will be doing one of them before I go see my husband for his birthday. So thank you guys again for tuning in. This is season two, episode one. And that was the story of the day. The meme of the day, no one will get you and what you go through like another woman whose man is doing time. And that is the meme of the day, guys. And I totally, totally agree. We are on a journey together. No one will ever understand what we go through like each other and that is why I am here to support each and every one of you every wife every fiance every girlfriend this is what I am here for you can catch the meme of the day on the social media platforms Instagram is wetlock chronicles podcast Twitter is wetlock podcast Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives of incarcerated inmates. To contact Fed Up Wives, you can email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or you can call 770-927-8011. Now back to the show. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Me too. My husband is super And amazing, of course. Yes, guys, my husband is doing great. He is amazing as usual. Um, minute management is going pretty well. So his spirits are up and his numbers are too. I'm so proud of my husband. He is finally getting the gist of how to manage these 500 minutes a month, which is ridiculous to me, but we are doing good. Um, we don't talk as much. We try to cut our conversations down a little bit, but we email as much as we can on a regular basis all day long. Um, but he is doing amazing guys. He really is. Thank you guys so much for continuing to keep him in your prayers, continuing to keep him uplifted. I promise you guys, it is working. My husband is steady, staying positive. He's being proactive and learning things about his case, doing research. Um, I had an aha moment. <laughs> I told you so moment um, last night, some things that I had already figured out that I was trying to tell him a month or so ago. And he's hit me with the listen, babe, I got some things I want you to look up. I got some things I need you to send me. I know it was some stuff you was already talking about before. You ain't got to tell me I told you so, but you was right. I just need you to send them. And 
that is one of the things that I talked about several, several episodes ago was letting them have their moment because you will have your I told you so moment sure enough. What I love about my husband though is instead of me having to do the I told you so, he actually acknowledges that I was right and he was wrong. (laughs) And we're going to move on from there (laughs) real quick and proceed to whatever it is that he needs from me. He's not going to dwell on being wrong, but I just admire the fact that he can actually admit that he was wrong. I was right. And, um, I had my, I told you so moment. So Outside of that, my husband is doing amazing. He's doing great. Yesterday, I shared a new project that I'm going to be doing on the podcast with him. He was very excited. My husband is always giving me positive affirmations, talking about how proud he is of me um, and the things that I'm out here doing, um, the things I'm trying to build. I mean, he's really, really happy and proud of me. And it makes me feel so wonderful and amazing. And it actually keeps me going. So yesterday he was extremely proud of the new things that I'm working with and working on. Um, Even our bonus channel, guys, I told him, I said, you know, babe, once a month, you know, when you call, we're going to have to talk so we can put it on our episodes, put it on our YouTube channel, put it on our bonus channel. Um, on the Apple podcast app and <laughs> my husband is so crazy he was like yeah babe you need to let me know when we start recording for that so I just know what you know I know where I need to be and I'm like what are you talking about like my husband's like I mean <laughs> you sure these people won't kick us off these platforms <laughs> with the conversations that I'm about to bring it I'm like oh my god knowing my husband um he so he's a freak. He he might start talking freaky stuff. I have no idea, but that is what the bonus channel is for. It is about me and my husband, the Duffies. I mean, you get exclusive content of us. You get early access to episodes. You know, you get the raw, uncut, unscripted with me and him. And within that bonus channel it is a pay subscription which is $4.99 a month and $55 a year but you get everything exclusive guys everything exclusive early um episodes like I said conversations between me and my husband things that you will not hear on the normal episodes but he is excited he's excited as a matter of fact I tell him this is what's going on with the podcast. He tells me that he has um bar cast. <laughs> so while he's locked up, he's doing the same thing. He's talking about our love, talking about our relationship. You know, he's sharing stories, but he call it the bar cast instead of the podcast. So he has his bar cast. I have my podcast. That's why I said my husband is just so amazing. He's so adorable. I mean, I'm, I just love my husband so much, but he's amazing. He's great. He's handsome. His minute management is doing wonderful. His minutes are up. We are still going. I am extremely happy. He is the love of my life. And I am just blessed that we are together. And that is the updates on my husband, guys. Again, thank you so much for keeping him in your prayers, keeping him uplifted. It is so appreciated by the both of us. And you know, I definitely appreciate the prayers because I need them. And again, a major shout out to Angie Lanier. Like, I'm gonna start having Angie on here praying so y'all can y'all can feel it because 
She's good. She's good. But again, thank you guys again for tuning in and joining me. This is episode one of season two. Coming this August 13th, a true crime podcast called Milk and Cereal with myself and my best friend. We'll be talking about America's most infamous serial killers. So join us each and every Saturday morning for breakfast and murder. The 1970s weren't just a time of endless partying at the local disco. There was also a much darker side to the era, as multiple notorious killers collectively targeted hundreds of victims. One of the more bizarre chapters in recent American criminal history has come to an end. The end for Ted Bundy, a 42-year-old killer who left a trail of at least 20 murders from one end of the country to the other, came in the electric chair of Florida State Prison, an execution ordered after state and federal appeals were exhausted, an execution that set off cheering from those who had called for Bundy's death. Bundy, with his head shaven and his feet bare, was escorted to the chair by two guards. He appeared to be composed and at times even smiled. Just hours before, he told James Dobson, a radio show host, he felt great remorse and his crime should be a warning of the dangers of pornography. I deserve certainly the, the most extreme punishment society has, and I deserve, I think society deserves to be protected from me and from others like me, that's for sure. Each time I'd harm someone, each time I'd kill someone, there'd be an enormous amount, of, uh, especially at first, uh, enormous amount of, of, of horror, guilt, remorse afterwards. Both Wetlock Chronicles podcast and Milk and Cereal True Crime podcast are a part of 1329 Media and Production Company, RT Brand, LLC, and Extra Entertainment. Wetlock Chronicles podcast will still be dropping each and every Friday and Sunday with season three beginning September 4th. On today's A Serious Note, I want to talk about the fight or flight response. The fight or flight response is an automatic physiological reaction to an event that is perceived as stressful or frightening. The perception of threat activates the sympathetic nervous system and triggers an acute stress response that prepares the body to fight or flee. It was described by Walter Bradford Cannon his theory states that animals react to threats with a general discharge of the sympathetic nervous system, preparing the animal for fighting or fleeing. More specifically, the adrenal produces a hormonal cascade that results in the secretion of catecholamines such as epinephrine and non-epinephrine. The hormones estrogen testosterone and cortisol as well as the neurotransmitters dopamine also affect how orgasms react to stress now the functions of the physiological changes that occur during the fight or flight response are activated in order to give the body increased strength and speed in anticipation or fighting or running some of the specific 
physiological changes and their functions include increased blood flow to the muscles, activated by diverting blood flow from other parts of the body, increased blood pressure, heart rate, blood sugars, and fats in order to supply the body with extra energy. The blood clotting function of the body speeds up in order to prevent excessive blood loss in the event of injury sustained during the response. Increased muscle tension in order to provide the body with extra speed and strength. The automatic nervous system is a control system that acts largely unconsciously and regulates heart rate, digestion, respiratory rate, and sexual arousal. This system is the primary mechanism and control of the fight or flight response, and its role is to mediate by two different components, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system originates in the spinal cord, and its main function is to activate the physiological changes that occur during fight or flight response. This component of the automatic nervous system activates the release of norepinephrine in the reaction. The parasympathetic nervous system originates in the sacral spinal cord, physically surrounding the sympathetic origin, and it works in concert with the sympathetic nervous system. Its main function is to activate the rest and digest response and return the body back after the fight or flight response. In the context of the fight or flight response, emotional regulation is used proactively to avoid threats of stress or to control the level of emotional arousal. During the reaction, the intensity of the emotion that is brought on by the stimulus will also determine the nature and intensity of the behavioral response. Individuals with higher levels of emotional reactivity may be prone to anxiety and aggression, which illustrates the implications of appropriate emotional reaction in the flight or fight response. Now, outside of the fight or flight response, we have the insanity defense, also known as the mental disorder defense, is an effective defense by excuse in a criminal case, arguing that the defendant is not responsible for their actions due to a psychiatric disease at the time of the criminal act. This is this is contrasted with an excuse of provocation in which the defendant is responsible, but the responsibility is lessened due to a temporary mental state. It is also contrasted with a finding that a defendant cannot stand trial in a criminal case because of a mental disease prevents him from assisting counsel. Some jurisdictions require the evaluation to address the defendant's ability to control their behavior at the time of the offense. A defendant claiming defense is pleading not guilty by reason of insanity or guilty but insane or mentally ill. In some jurisdictions, which if successful, may result the defendant in being committed to a psychiatric facility for an indetermined period of time. Which brings me now to non-composed mentees. If you can remember, I talked about mens rea and actus reus. Non-composed mentees means not of sound mind. Although typically used in law, this term can also be used metaphorically or figuratively 
when one is in a confused state, intoxicated, or not of sound mind. The term may be applied when a, when a determination of competency needs to be made by a physician for purpose of obtaining informed consent for treatments and, if necessary, assigning a surrogate to make healthcare decisions. While the proper sphere for this determination is in a court of law, this particularly must frequently be made by physicians in a clinical setting. Now, I know you guys are wondering where am I going with all of this? My point is to touch on what takes place with our mentals in the act of a crime, during a crime, and even after the crime has been committed. In my next three bonus episodes, I will be unpacking the case of Brian Nichols, who we all know as Atlanta's courtroom killer for the events that took place back in March 11, 2005. I will be pulling this story apart and putting it back together in a way that has never been done before. With new insights to the evidence, testimonies, information that play a major factor in his defense that were never discussed, and the actual timeline from Byron Nichols himself, as he tells me his side of the story. This is no way of glorifying the events that took place on March 11, 2005. My heart definitely goes out to all the families that were affected that day. But just like the stories of others, everyone has one, and I am here to allow them to tell it. In the upcoming bonus episodes, I will unpack his case and go into details with Demita Bishop Affair and talk about her role as his advocate, why she chose to advocate, and what does advocating for Brian Nichols look like. So please, guys, stay tuned for these next coming, upcoming bonus episodes. This is really, really big for me. And I definitely want to send out my appreciation to Demita Bishop for even putting this together. Guys, this is big. And I just can't wait. Like I said, this is something different. Um, As my podcast continues to grow, I told you season two was going to come with some different layers. It was going to be a lot more colorful. So again, guys, please stay tuned for these next upcoming episodes as I unpack the story of Brian Nichols in a way that has never been done before. Thank you again for tuning in. This is season two, episode one. In Atlanta, a courthouse becomes a crime scene. At this point, we're not able to see that police cruiser where we initially saw a lot of a flurry of activity with police and uh, one individual who ultimately appeared to be laying out on the ground. Can you update us? Are you able to see what's happening over there? Was that person taken away in an ambulance? You know, Sine, they have blocked our view with a fire vehicle since that time. But just prior to seeing that man's body, I saw several officers surround him with guns pointed at least six to eight. All converge on the location where he was. Mr. Nichols is charged with 54 crimes. And those crimes were committed on March 11th. 2005 at the Fulton County Superior Courthouse. And the evidence will show that as he sat at that table with his lawyer, 
there was a plan devised. 52, 53, and 54 that there is four life sentences without parole stacked on top of each other because I want to send the message. I'm giving you the maximum every day I could give you. Uh, if there was any more that I could give you, I would. So, Sharita, tell me that you want to do something on the podcast? Yeah, um, just, you know, I just feel like nobody's ever heard anything that you had to say you know like just really heard it ingested it um put their self in your shoes thank you guys for joining me on yet another part of my journey to follow this podcast you can find it on facebook and instagram under wetlock chronicles podcast twitter wetlock podcast and be sure to subscribe to the show's youtube channel by clicking the link in the show's description to get updates on season two live episodes discussion forums and much more visit wetlockchronicles.com you can also get the link to sign the petition for matthew baker jr within the show's description thank you guys again for joining me please stay blessed stay safe And welcome to Wetlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts.